Welcome back to The World at Large. I'm your host, as always, Emma Parkin. Well, I'm sorry to start on such a soggy note, but sometimes we must. We have to ask that those of you enjoying this podcast of Battleground, please keep in mind it is only a podcast, and regardless of how much you enjoy it and are waiting for the next episode, please, please do not arrive at our studios unannounced or approach anyone on our staff in the parking lot or public loo to ask about when the next episodes will air or what happens to Tap Davis. You will find out in good time. You must remember that any time dealing with your questions and queries is time that we're not working on the programme. So thank you again for your continued interests. But remember, keep your distance. Now, if I haven't snatched away your lolly too much, let's get back to the programme. This is Battleground. A shakeup in Congressman Donilon's campaign as Chris Tack Davis has been asked to leave as campaign manager. Insiders are telling Channel 4 Davis's removal was because of personal conduct. State Senator Murphy, who endorsed the congressman after the debate tonight, spoke with us moments ago. So a lot of people in the party were concerned about the direction in Congressman Donilon's campaign was going, but you know, now that Tack Davis has been let go, well, that's no longer the case. Look, I hope Tack gets the help he needs, but I doubt it. Listen, I'll have more to say tomorrow. Thank you. It's 1 p.m. on the day after the debate where Tack was fired, and no one knows where he is. I'm currently with Tack's assistant, Ben Stevens, who also was fired. I wasn't technically fired, um, but I think it's fair to say that my access to the campaign has probably been revoked. We're currently looking for Tack in a parking lot behind a strip mall. He wasn't in his hotel room this morning and his phone is going straight to voicemail. So Ben and I are literally just walking around downtown Manchester looking inside cars for him. I think I found him. He's sleeping in his car. Ben, I don't think that's his car. Why do you say that? There's a Domino's pizza sign attached to the top of it. Should we knock on the glass and wake him up? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's let's wait a second. I'm supposed to let Mary know if we find him. Hey, uh, we we got him. We're behind the Domino's Pizza on Regent. I I don't think he can talk. He he's sleeping. Okay, okay, I will. Hey, Tack. It's, uh, it's me, Ben. Uh, Mary wants to talk to you, and I, I think your phone is turned off. I, I brought you some water. I, I think maybe you should get out of the Domino's Pizza car. I don't want to. It smells good in here. Thank you for the water. Goodbye. Uh... Tack, get out of the Domino's Pizza car. This. This is the moment you chose to confront me. You're hearing that too, right? I am. Are you Tack Davis? Who? The governor wants to see you. It was here 10 years ago at Manchester Weston High School that Justin Tripp said he had enough. We have breaking news right now. At 8.45 a.m., Justin walked into this classroom, took a loaded gun out of his backpack, and shot Luke Heston in the chest three times. 
After a phone call with his mother, Justin gave himself up. Then, in this courthouse, a jury of his peers convicted him of first-degree murder and sentenced him to death. And then, with 48 hours before the execution... Justin Trips was scheduled to be executed tomorrow night at 12.01 a.m. However, I've decided to commute his sentence to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Soon, allegations began to surface that the governor had suffered a mental breakdown and was planning on stepping down as governor, which he hasn't done, but with his approval rating plummeting to 31%, it's possible that by the next election, the voters will do it for him. Okay, so I'm currently trailing TAC's police escort to visit with the governor, who is actually having a worse week than TAC. Governor John Vickers watched his approval ratings with Republicans fall to the floor in the last few days, all because he commuted Justin Tripp's death sentence. So there is now real doubt that the governor can win a primary if anyone runs against him. Knowing this, the press has begun a death watch outside his office in Manchester, and, well, they're circling tax motorcade as he pulls up to the governor's campaign office. What does the governor have to say to the family of the victim? Do you think he'll resign? Have you spoken to Do you think he'll resign? I have no idea, but I would like to go back to sleep in my pizza car. So the campaign office is huge, which makes the fact that it's virtually empty even more eerie. It sort of feels like what everything would look like after the rapture. But now, the only people in the office are the governor, John Vickers, his daughter Mary, Cole Grainer, the speechwriter, Brian Glass, the governor's chief of staff and soon-to-be son-in-law, and a small handful of volunteers and staff who stayed. Cole greets Tack as he enters the office. Good to see you, Tack. Cole, where's the I told you so about Donald being an asshole? It's implied. Tack Davis. Hello, Governor. I guess I have you to thank for the wake-up call this morning. It was afternoon, and you weren't at your hotel. Well, I couldn't remember which hotel was mine. I'm just glad I found my car. Actually, Tack. ba 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 Tack, I'd like you to run my re-election campaign. Isn't Brian already doing that? We feel that having you on the team to help reach a stronger consensus on specific campaign matters would, it'd probably be better. Okay, I'm not sure what that means, but I'm not running anyone's campaign, I'm leaving. Where are you going, Tack? I think that's when it hit him. This is Cole Grainer. I interviewed him earlier this year in prison. I just remember him looking around and realizing he didn't have any place to go. His kids lived with his soon-to-be ex-wife and he had no house, he had no other work, he was broke. This was it. He knew it, we all knew it. I mean, it, it didn't stop him from trying to be glib. Well, I'll tell you where I'm going. Zihuatanejo, it's in Mexico, a little place on the Pacific Ocean, I don't know if you've heard of it. Tack, you're not in Shawshank. It's a warm place with no memory, thank you for the offer, but time to get busy living. I'm about to lose the primary. You're running unopposed. Not anymore. Mary, show him. This happened two hours ago. State Senator Murphy, who endorsed the congressman after the debate tonight, spoke with us moments ago. Thank you, everyone. Very happy to be here. As you know, for the last few weeks, I've grown increasingly concerned about the direction our state is headed. Now, I cannot stand idly by and watch Governor Vickers undercut the laws of our good state. So, I'm announcing that I will seek the Republican nomination for governor of New Hampshire. This state and our party demands a new, clear-headed and stable leader for these difficult times. He's an asshole. Guys, he's not a threat. 
He's got no money, and the primary's in less than a month. His super PAC raised half a million in two hours. Half a million in two hours? Wow. Probably because he's got Jesus on his side. Cole, I don't know if you know this, but Jesus was loaded. The RNC just announced that they're going to pull our funding. You can't let this guy win, Tack. I promise afterwards, we can go down to Mexico, fix up that boat in the hot sun. Mm. You know, when you say it like that, it really sounds less appealing. Okay, fine. Just the primary? Three weeks. And I have final say. Well, we should discuss all of the- Tack, you have final say. Okay. No more sirens in the morning. Afternoon. Okay. Let's go kick the shit out of Murphy. I think it's fair to say my father's campaign was in complete disarray. This is Mary Vickers, the daughter of Governor Vickers. You have to remember that a week before this all happened, my father had been running unopposed with a 68% approval rating. Then he commutes Justin Tripp's death sentence. Word gets out that he's on meds, he's fired as chair of the Donilon campaign, and all of a sudden he's in the low 30s with no money. And his entire staff leaves and goes over to Murphy. It was crazy. I don't think that Tack knew how bad it was until the first staff meeting. It felt like the Alamo. All right, who's our field organizer? Okay, we'll have to get one of those. Fundraising captain? which is also important. We'll work on that. How about community coordinator? They all went over to Murphy's campaign. Okay, um, here's the thing. The next three weeks are gonna be really hard and I'd rather be with the people who stayed than those who left. So, let's go about it this way. Who do we still have working for the campaign? The only senior staffers left are me, Brian, and our media strategist, Mitch Deerling. Which one is Mitch? Mitch? Sorry, uh, I was in the bathroom. I'm sorry. Meetings make me nervous. Nice to meet you. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Let's set up a tell it like it is press conference for the governor. He'll speak honestly about his depression Tack, and medication. We should be very careful about talking about the medication. I disagree, Brian. No spin. And the only chance we have of winning the primary is if the people feel that they know the whole story. One word will define this whole campaign. Trust. Voters need to know that they can disagree with the decisions that the governor has made, but that he will always be upfront with them. They must trust that what he says is the truth. Number two, he needs to explain as simply as possible why he granted clemency for Justin Tripps so that voters, everyone say it with me, trust, trust, trust. that they know the whole story. Third, we need to get on TV immediately. We have ad money for Boston? No, we haven't done much fundraising because, well, to be honest, we didn't think we had to. Do we have money for local TV, flyers? Not much. Okay, then four, raise money. I want our phone banks running immediately after this meeting and I want a list of every donor who's ever given more than $100 to the governor because he's calling them personally today. Who runs the website? We don't have someone who does that. Number five, get someone to get the website up. Oh, it's up. It's just not updated or functioning well. Right. At all. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Number five, get a working website up. So Ben, how were you feeling about it all? Uh, well, I mean, if, if we're being honest, I, uh, I mean, I know everyone was bummed out, but, but I was kind of excited. I was, I was just happy we were getting the band back together again. Yeah, but, but not everyone was back. Yeah, 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 not, uh, yeah, not everyone. Ben! Hey, Ben, you got a second? Sure. Why don't you call Allie, see if she'll help us get the website working. Okay. 
You feel okay asking Lindsay if she'd come back to help organize the office if we can find her? Sure. I, I mean, if you want someone else to do it, I, I, I don't care. Whatever. I, I mean, I'm fine with it. I, if you want me to do it. I... Okay, yeah. All right. I got it. I'll have Cole try to get a hold of her. Thanks. Hello? Hey, Mitch. It's J.D. Walsh. Uh, I emailed you last week about uh, the Vickers re-election campaign. So, is it okay if I ask you a few questions about the campaign? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, so, how was it in the campaign? <sighs> you know, I, I am sorry for everything that has happened to that group and to Tack Davis. However... Yeah, you reap what you sow. Tech Davis was a bully and a jerk. And you know, if I'm being honest with you, I recognize that the. Uh, I remember just trying to help Tech and him not wanting to hear it. What I should have done was just get up and just leave. You know, but I love the governor, so. Okay, Mitch, get on the phone to the affiliates and see how quickly we can get spots on air if we shoot something today. Okay, um, I can do that, but just um, for the future, that's not how we usually do it. Um, they prefer at least a 24-hour buffer for screening content. I totally get that's how you used to do it, but today, you're going to call Channel 7 and tell them we have a spot that we want to run tonight. Well, I, I don't want to seem too pushy with them. Be pushy. That's your job. Mm. Who's your contact over there? Uh, local seven, uh, that would be, oh, hold on, just let me check my notes. Maybe Jeff? Jacob? Jacob, right, yeah, now that you said it, I just, I was on the spot there, so my brain went all, blah. Okay, yeah. then call Jacob right now. Okay, will do. It is noon, um, so there's a good chance most of them are at lunch already. Mitch, I need you to start being more assertive, okay? I don't do well when people yell at me. I wasn't yelling, Mitch. No, no, but you were obviously angry, and I feel like we can work together without the need for anger. Okay, Mitch, I will try not to use my angry voice. Thank you. I'll start making some calls. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Mary, what was that? Tack. He didn't leave when everyone else left. Yeah, and if we had to organize a Christmas tree lighting mishap, he would be perfect. But your dad just dropped 15 points in a couple of weeks. Tack. What? Did I just, I yelled? I yelled again, didn't I? I should stop doing that. He stays. Wow. Okay. We'll be back to the podcast after this message. I've been the chief constable for Wessexshire for 30 years. I've investigated quite a few crimes during my time out here in the countryside. Murder, arson, bank robbery. I once even found an elephant that had gone missing from a county fate. But this last murder investigation is my most difficult. You see, there are very few clues. Everyone in the town is a suspect, and the victim is someone I know quite well. Me. Soul Investigator. 
Saturday nights on UK3. Welcome back to the World at Large podcast. So the campaign didn't start off great. No, but that's to be expected. I mean, if you have money and you're organized and you're doing well in the polls, then you don't call us. You know, we're the, we're the team you call when you're desperate for anyone. It's all how you look at something. I mean, some point out that we hadn't won in three years, but I would say that, yes, we kept losing, but not as badly. Tack, I had an idea for the uh, ad we want to put up tonight. Great. What do you think of Brian? I think he's Mary's fiance, and you should leave them alone. Of course. Why would you think I would mess with that? Your existence and choices in life up to this exact moment. Fair. He just seems very boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, being reliable and stable are boring. You know, why, why would a woman want that when they can have pain and mistrust? Right? Wait, are you doing that thing where you're not really agreeing with me? You're totally right. I am doing that. Let's get back to the commercial. I think there's something to tying the concept of trust into the people who protect the state. I like that. Surround the governor with police officers who do support him. Remind voters of the first service. Something like, these are the people we trust with our lives and they trust our governor. It appeals to the law and order crowd. Yeah, we just need to find police officers and firemen who still trust the governor. Let's, let's make some calls to the unions, see how many we can get. So at this point in the campaign, you guys had no money. None. Like, we were headed to zero by the end of the week. So you can make a political ad with very little money, but then where do you put it? You can go on social media route, but, but if you're not on television, you're not being seen by like 70% of the voters. So you have to raise money, which Vickers hated to do more than anything. You comfortable, Governor? I guess, yeah. What's going on? You like this office? I do. Great. It's the last time you're gonna be in here. Candidates don't get offices in campaigns. You're gonna be out in the field every day. Well, who gets the office? Your campaign manager. So that's you? Well, I hadn't worked it out that far, but yes, I guess so. Okay, I guess I'll just get out of your way. No, 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 no. That starts tomorrow because you're here the rest of the day calling donors. Let's have Mary call. O'Brien usually does the calls. That's what used to happen when you were running unopposed and had an approval rating over 60. Now you've got an opponent and you're hovering around 40 and you're broke. So you need money. See this phone as a zip line to cash. This is a list of supporters who have donated in the past. I haven't talked to some of these people in years. Well, then it will be nice to catch up with all of them. What amazed me about campaigns is how quickly they're built out of nothing. I mean, a group comes together and everyone just agrees. Okay, this is what we're doing today. And if you're not all in, then get out of the way. And tech coming on board had a huge effect on morale. I could feel it just change in a matter of hours. And by mid-afternoon, people began walking into the office asking if they could help. Hey, Allie, did you get fired from the Donald campaign? No, Hank Olson texted me that he wanted me to stay. I sent him back the congressman's dick pic he sent Lindsay. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's seen it before. Did you get a chance to check out the website? Yeah, it's like a 14-year-old girl's MySpace page if she was governor. Yeah, okay, ooh, can we add more glitter text? Will do. Should take just a couple hours to get the payment fields working. Allie, you wanna come on full-time? What's the pay? Right now, nothing. Benefits? There are so many emotional benefits to working here. Do I have a boss? Nope. Okay, I'm in. Hey, Cole. Guys, uh, here's the bullet points for the governor's presser and a first pass on the script for the trust commercial. Great. We'll need to get an editor in quickly so that we can get to the stations tonight. I got a friend in Boston who's visiting. He's quick. That's, what, two hours away? Okay, yeah, get him. Thanks. Of all the jobs that a candidate has to do, dialing for dollars is probably the worst.
First, you have to be a salesman, and you're cold calling people. But also, you, the product you're selling is yourself. Now, when you're up in the polls, it can be easier. People like backing a winner. But if people think you don't have a shot, oof, it's brutal. Well, we needed to get ads on the air to combat these exaggerations. Oh, Ted, come on, I'm asking you to match your previous support. Because small business is the backbone of this country. No, the money is not for medication. Well, yes, I have a family myself. Yes, no, of course. Well, we still have a contact with Steve Bishop. Steven, the speed rail guy? In fact, his office called this morning seeing if they could help. We went round and round with him with Donald and he ended up costing us more donations than he gave us. He gave half a million to a Santorum Super PAC, if that tells you anything. He bankrolled half the state assembly's re-election. That's why he has so much support for his speed rail to Boston. So why would he come back to you? Bishop is tricky, he wants something. Well, he still has the votes he needs for the rail. And it could easily come back to my desk in the new year. Yeah, if we're lucky, that's all he'll want. I think in any other circumstances, we would have just said, we're not interested. But when you're drowning, you don't ask for the intentions behind the guy throwing you a life preserver. Hey, Jack, I have an update on the commercial. Okay. Um, so I should give that to you at some point when, when you have a minute. You want to talk to me in the hall? Yeah, that, that would be great. Cole, start prepping the governor for the press conference. What's up? We don't have enough police officers for the commercial. Why? Well, the union is very upset that the governor commuted the sentence of someone who shot at the police. Right. Shit. How many do we have? Confirmed? Three. They happen to know Vickers personally, so that's why they're breaking from the union. Not the giant crowd of officers we were hoping would be surrounding the governor. Do they have to be police? Can't they just be anyone who does law enforcement? Like, uh, 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 park rangers. Yeah, 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 exactly. They don't have to be police officers. Anyone in a uniform, meter mates, fire department. I'll get right on it. Ben, we have three hours before we shoot. Absolutely. Ben, yep. the phones are that way. We had been ducking the press for a few days, mainly because all they wanted to talk about was my father's mental fitness for the job. We knew eventually that we would have to say something. The problem is you can't say, hey, I'm not crazy, because everyone knows that's what crazy people say. So it's a bit of a tightrope. And plus, my father didn't want to talk about it at all. For several years, I've been struggling with clinical depression due to recent- Let's, uh, let's switch struggle to battle. Yeah, battle sounds more empowered. Struggle sounds uh, feeble. This all sounds feeble. Voters need to hear the whole truth. There's strength in showing your weakness. Sometimes it sounds like you only speak in 12-step slogans. I only made it to step three. Lindsay! Hi, Tech. How was Chicago? Oh, no, I was staying with friends at Emerson. I just needed a break. Cole said you wanted to see me? Yes, right. Governor, I'd like you to meet Lindsay Payne, your new office manager. Tech, no, I don't know if I'm gonna... Great to have you on the team, Lindsay. Thanks, but... And Lindsay, let's talk outside. Great. Lindsay. I know what happened in South Carolina with the congressman, and I'm so sorry. He's a terrible human being. That's why I couldn't work there anymore. That and I was fired. But this is different, Lindsay. You said that last time, Tech. And I don't know if I can- I know. But the governor? He's a good man. And even if you can't trust me, you know that his opponent, Murphy, is a nightmare that we have to stop. It's hard, Tech. I- I know, Linz. But this- this is all we know, right? What else are we gonna do? 
Does Ben know what happened in South Carolina? No, and he doesn't have to know, that's up to you. But I need your help. He's working on this spot we're shooting in two hours where we need every law enforcement person we can get in uniform to stand next to the governor. You take over, volunteers work for you. I just, I need bodies in front of that camera. Police officers? Yeah, whatever. We just, we need people in uniforms. Okay, all right, I I'm in. You're in? Okay, thank you so much. Good luck, I gotta get back in with the governor. So Lindsay, why did you come back? You know, I got that question a lot and I always said that I came back to be part of the campaign or because it was a cause I believed in or I believed in Vickers and I wanted to do good in the world. Uh, but really, I just missed it. I missed the team. I missed the feeling of competition against the other guys. Also, I miss Ben. It was nice seeing him when I walked into that pit. He was there working the phones with some volunteers. I don't want to recall the same town. Okay, okay. Let, let's just write down who we call from now on. Do we have park rangers yet? No, I just called parking and Start calling ranger stations and see if they have a union. You're calling officers in cities that start A through L. This side, N through Z. Okay, then write on the whiteboard if they're coming or not. Red, they're out. Blue, they're in. Any questions? Yeah, who are you? I'm Lindsay, and I'm your new boss. We're outside of Vickers headquarters. Not a lot of movement inside that we can see. We've been told that the governor is working on a statement about the medication he's been taking. We did see some of his staff exit moments ago, but the governor appears to be still inside. That wasn't actually true. The governor wasn't inside the campaign office. He was near a state park about 10 minutes south of the city, shooting what was going to be his first television commercial in seven years. Okay, bring the bus in here. Uh, who's on the bus? Every person that we could find in a uniform in 40 mile radius who would stand next to the governor. I think we have three different dog catchers. Any press see the governor leave the office? No, I had him lie down in the back of my car. Nice, Mary. I figure we have about 20 minutes to shoot this until the press figures out we're here. Hey, hello? Yeah, you guys in charge here? This bus doesn't have any up-to-date registration tags. Let me guess, you're from the DMV? I am. You guys have uniforms? We do, but only for the driving test proctors. I'm here to support our governor in any way I can, but that bus needs registration tags. You know who you need to talk to is Tack Davis. He'll be here in about an hour. Why don't you head over towards those cameras and I'll send him over when he gets here. Thanks. Tack, he's going to figure out who you are. Yes, but for the next few minutes, the DMV will wait for me. <laughs> How are we doing on the press conference? Everyone's in. They all think he's quitting. So every affiliate will be there, and then CNN, MSNBC, Fox. Great. Hey, Mitch, you having fun? No. I've only gotten release forms from about half the officers here, and a lot of them are incomplete. Mitch, it's going to be OK. Well, I hope so, because this is not usually how we do this. I'm feeling very anxious about this. I'm going to go sit down in my car to calm down. Hey, Tack, uh, we maybe need a better media strategist. Really, Cole? Better than Mitch? Because that's hard to imagine. His voice soothes me. I never asked Tack this, but I suspect that the commercial shoot had a dual purpose. One was to remind the people of New Hampshire that the governor was a good man that they've supported for years. But I also believe that Tack knew it would serve a second purpose. It would demonstrate to the governor that people still cared about him, that people who worked for him wanted him to stay and fight and that the hour that he spent with the employees of the state may have sustained him for all the ups and downs of the next few months. Tack, do you want the good news or the bad news? Good. 
we're getting a lot of donations from people who have depression or who have a family member who has depression. That's good. They're donating like crazy. Probably not the right way to say that, but go on. God, I'm sorry. Uh, but seriously, every time we hang up the phone, it rings again. That's great. Great. Donations are coming in. The commercial shoot went well. All we need is someone to edit it. Taco! That's the bad news. Jordan's here. Good evening, dear folk. I'm Jordan Mosley, senior czar of media reconstruction. I believe you called in a video editor in these times. Mary, you had known about Jordan before this campaign, right? I knew of him. Uh, staff members who had worked in Wisconsin would talk about him like he was this mythical creature who just spoke in catchphrases and humble brags. But I didn't think I was actually going to get to meet him. It was like meeting Bigfoot if Bigfoot worked on a campaign and knew iMovie. Jordan, what are you doing here? Oh, it's crazy. I was up in Boston for Boston Con Con, which is a Star Trek convention specifically for the second film. Ali called me up out of the blue, said she needed me pronto, so jumped on my land speeder and here I am. That's wonderful. How long are you staying? You know, right now I'm kind of in between gigs, so I can hang out until when else. Is that the footage? It is. Yoink! No time for the chit-chat. How long I got? You got two hours, Jordan. Well then, I wonder what I'll be doing for the extra hour. Boom! Ben, get me Allie right now. Um, she said she was going to get coffee and that she would be back after you calmed down. Hello, Allie. Why are you coming in the back door? Is there something you wanted to tell me? Tack, you said we needed a fast editor and Jordan was already at ConCon Con for the weekend. Yes, we need someone fast, but he also has to be good. He is, as long as he isn't the one behind the camera or in front of the camera or writing it, then he's great. I promise it will be great, I promise. Taco, guess whose new TV spot just finished rendering? I'm assuming ours. We'll clear your cards, because that's a bingo. And here we go. My name is Emily Gunderson, and I'm an officer of the law. My name is Jeff. I'm an officer of the law. My name is John Table. You've trusted me for four years. My name is Walter. You've trusted me for 12 years. For 14 years. For 12 years. You've trusted me for 19 years, and I trust our governor. My name is Governor John Vickers of New Hampshire. The people of this state have trusted me for the last 10 years. I hope that I've earned and kept that trust. I've always had your back, and now I need your help. Please support me in the Republican primary for governor. Thank you. I'm John Vickers and I approve this message. Wow, Jordan, that was very good. Great job. Thanks, Tacky. Mary, are there any other editors in the state? Not that we can afford. Jordan, welcome to the campaign, senior editing czar. All right, everyone, let's get ready for the presser. Ben, you can let the reporters in now. No one covers New Hampshire like we do. Now, WMUR News 9 Good evening, everyone. For several years, I've been in an ongoing battle with depression. I was ashamed, and so I hid it from those I worked with and those I represented in state. I'm not proud of my actions or my silence, but I'm no longer ashamed of my illness. After the death of my wife, I no longer felt capable of fighting my illness alone. The medication I was prescribed has given me my life back. I am now more focused, more patient, and more thoughtful in my decisions than I was before. 
I commuted Justin Tripp's sentence not because of the medication I took, but because of the trust I was given by the people of this state to do what I think is right. Hey, I just wanted to thank everybody who's listening to these podcasts. Uh, it really doesn't make any financial sense that I'm doing these, or career sense, but uh, I do it because you guys are listening. There's about a thousand of you, and uh, I think about you guys when I'm working on these things. Um, we're giving these podcasts away for free, so if you want to say thanks, the, the best thing that you can do is write a review for us on iTunes. Uh, or email a podcasting company or reviewer about us, or go to GoFundMe.com and put in the search Battleground Podcast. And you can donate like these fine people, Michael Milton, Jasmine Arnold, Sean Wilkinson, and Chris Miranda. We really appreciate that you guys took the time to donate. Uh, we have a lot of fun rewards up there, like being in the podcast or coming to a recording, so check it out. Uh, anyway, it means a lot that you're listening, and uh, here are my kids. They're about to do the credits. They get a dollar if they read their names faster than the other two kids. Hope you enjoy. Who's house? Okay, Quint, come over here. Wait, what? I'm not ready. Ella. I mean, Charlotte. Deirdre, can you do a timer? Whoever says their group fastest wins a dollar. Okay? You ready? This is yours. This is yours. This is yours. Okay, you ready? On your marks. Get set. Go. Jay Hayden, Robin Roth, Terry Reese, Lee Becker, Ben Samuel, Lindsey Payne, Jack DeSena, Alan Blumenfeld, Christian Saunders, Jordan Maxwell, Ellen Beck, Allison Becker, Robert Lynch, Craigie Dan. Uh, Twelve seconds. Yeah. Ready? Here we go. And go. Maureen Casey, Aiden Casey, Sarah Ackerman, Casey Daniel, Carrie Coleman, Jeff Werner, Justin Brunning, Justin Albarca, Dennis Gubbins, uh, Gab T- Tiggerman, Darren Lanning. Hannah Nakmi, Allison Becker. Okay, hold on. Allison, 19. I didn't know half of them. That's all right. On your marks, get set, go. Elizabeth Triplett, Katie C, Chris Parkin, Emma Parkin, uh, Easton Ellen, Mark Malnitsky, Ella Walsh, Charlotte Walsh, Quinn Walsh, Shane Blades, yeah, Shane Blades, Grace Bainan, Haggai Shaman, Mommy. Yep, how long? 34 seconds. seconds. And one name I don't want to forget is Thomas Bennett, who did an amazing job as an announcer.